Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. You can find more helpful advice at focusonthefamily.com slash parentingpodcast. The theologian John Wesley once observed that he learned more about Christianity from his mother than from all the Bible teachers in England. And if you're a mom, your work has an eternal impact. It may not always be easy to remember that as you change diapers and pick up after your toddlers and uh, do everything you do as a mom. I'm John Fuller, along with Danny Huerta. Danny leads our parenting and youth department here at Focus on the Family. And today we're going to hear a conversation Jim Daly and I had with Sarah Partial Perry, who offered advice for persevering in motherhood. How do we make the mundane? How does a mother make that mundane routine of motherhood? The sandwiches, you know, getting the kids out the door. Oh, then you turn around, you got all this stuff you got to clean up or take care of. And how do you make that enticing? How do you make that something you can get up for every day and feel like you're contributing? I tell you what I had to do is I had to transfer the notion of value. So value was very concrete. It went from very predictable and specific and concrete to nonspecific and non-predictable. And so I had to look beyond the daily doing of things, right? We as moms accomplish so much, but we have very little to show for it, right? So it's the same laundry and it's the same dishes and it's the same dressing and bathing and putting to sleep. And so if you're looking strictly at a task-based system, you will be very, very quickly frustrated. And so you have to look underneath those tasks to see the value in the stage that you're in with the people that you're raising. So you're going to feel very sort of unsubstantiated in the work that you do. And and there will be a phase where it will feel very repetitive. It will feel very limiting. And yet you have to say to yourself, the value that I have are these little people that God has entrusted me with. They are the value of what I'm doing. In fact, you say in the book, there's these bonuses that moms get. I love this. And this is the positive aspect of it, but they're kind of uh, wrapped up in glimpses of heaven, you call them. Describe some of those. Oh, my goodness. Well, (laughs) you know, I have this infatuation with my children, um, and it drives them crazy because even my 14-year-old, he walks in the door, and I just squeeze and hug and kiss him, and he can't stand it, and I do it anyway. I think as long as you're under my roof, too bad. This is what you signed on for, (laughs) right? Just never at school. Yes, and and let me tell you, there are moments, and it's almost as though the Lord's the Lord's got a sense of when a mom needs encouragement most. And so he uses these children as his vessels, right? And he allows his glory to shine through them. And I'm telling you, I've had moments where I have been saying prayers with my kids and I get the youngest to wrap his arms around my neck and say, you're the best mama in the whole world. (laughs) And I think, that's it. You yeah. could not give me a raise, an accolade, a published account, anything. You could elect me president. This makes me happier. Mm-hmm. This this is truly that experience where uh, you think it's unprompted. And all of the virtue of that investment of time and energy that mm-hmm. seems to be for naught, it is ultimately for further payout, right? We are looking farther into the future, trusting God with the outcome, doing the hard work today. So when God goes, I'm going to give you a little look-see into what that ultimate outcome is and the person you're raising and the way I'm going to use him, you go, oh, 
Lord, thank you. Man. Man. In fact, uh, you said something in your book. This is probably the question because it was the insight that I saw. And that was um, this statement, that a woman's husband and children are more than just her family. They're an extension of her relationship with God. Yes. Wow. Wow. What were you driving at? Because that's just one of those stop and read that two or three times moments. Boy, I tell you what, it was not until um, I had a family of my own that I realized the depth of Christ's love for us. I am convinced it is the closest that we come while we are on this earth to seeing that glory, to loving these people, to be willing to sacrifice for another person. I look at my children and I think, yes, I would take a bullet for that person. Yes, I would jump in front of a train for that person. And you think, if this is how much I love my family, how much more must Christ love us? And so it was really a defining moment for me. It was in a way, a step toward understanding myself better in Christ, because I understood how deep his love was for me, because I saw how deep my love was for my children. Sarah, the follow-up, the natural follow-up is the wife and the mother listening right now who doesn't feel that way. She's bitter. Um, mm-hmm. She doesn't feel like this is any kind of extension mm-hmm. of God in my relationships with my husband or my family. She feels isolated, maybe. Maybe she stopped doing her profession, her vocation, which she mm-hmm. derived a lot of meaning from. She's become that 30-something mom, maybe 40-something mom, and it's not gone that well. What do you say to her about getting focused on the right things, mm. and how do you do that? I think... It's a big question. Yes. You know, for as much as we are reminded to live in the present, this is one circumstance in which I would say have an eye toward the future. What you're doing now will not always result in immediate payoff. And sometimes we get those glimpses of heaven where we see siblings forgive one another, or we get that word of encouragement or a thank you note or a you're my hero note. And you think, thank you, Lord. I so needed this in this present moment. But taking your your gaze toward the future and saying, Lord, what I'm doing now seems hard and it seems useless and pointless. It seems repetitive. But once I see the value of what I'm doing now, that transition to future payout, boy, that will change so much about the value of what you're doing. Well, in addition to that, though, it's that, and if I could be bold enough, and we all have it, selfishness. Yes. I mean, that really is what that that is pointing to. Mm-hmm. And people are probably, you know, even when I said that, because it's hitting a raw nerve. Yes. As a mom and as a dad, but more so as a mom, there's that having to lay your life down for others every day. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And let me tell you, there were not, you know, I, I say this, this is one of those... I am a broken vessel, right? I love that verse from 2 Corinthians. I am a busted clay vessel, right? And let me tell you, I am willing to tell anyone about my cracks. And there were many an (laughs) evening where I laid in bed grousing, thinking, my husband doesn't appreciate this work. My children don't appreciate this work. He's gone all the time. I have the hard work. We had just moved into a new house. I had these crawling babies around my ankles like the sand monster from the Star (laughs) Wars movies. I thought, that's it. I'm not going to make it another day. I can't do it. And I had gone from this perfectly predictable life to feeling like, Lord, all of this work I'm doing is for not and I really just need a break. And it's when I realized that the Lord gives children to women for a reason. He wires us in such a way 
that there is that nature of inherent sacrifice in us. And he mm-hmm. uses us for the completion of a miracle. When you th- say to yourself, when you realize that it is through a woman, through motherhood, that he brought his son into the world in the first place, he could have chosen any other vessel to have been part of that legacy to me helped me step outside where I was in that instance and go, okay, Lord, I feel selfish right now, but I have something not everybody gets to experience. And there are women who pray for this for years who don't get to experience this. And having that gratitude, taking it away from, Mm -hmm. I hate this temporary uncomfortableness and going, Lord, you have given me an opportunity to participate in a miracle. That helped me tremendously. That is hope. Well, Danny, I so appreciate Sarah's honesty. And I wonder if you have any stories from your counseling experience, um, because you surely have encouraged moms who have felt like, I'm done. I'm spent. Mm -hmm. I'm lonely. I'm worn out. I can't keep doing this. Yeah. I remember a mom coming in and just saying, what's the use? Why do I even try? Uh, There's... Uh, you know, my, my son doesn't love me. Uh, my my husband is gone. Uh, why do I even need to do this? I, 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 I just want to give up. I just want to run away is what she said. So I want to go to another state and disappear. What she was basically saying is she was overwhelmed. She, she was completely done and had not felt heard or had, had a sense of purpose in that. And many moms can relate to that. I've heard of moms uh, going to the room, closing up, saying, hey, no one, no one appreciates me, notices me. You guys just do it on your own. And that's a moment of just they've, they've lost it. They, you know, emotionally, they're done. And uh, really the response to that first from all of us to a mom like that is to say, you're work matters. Even if you don't see the results like in the workplace, your your work matters. You're investing in the building of a life. You're invited into something that God has called you specifically to do. And be patient with it. God will give you the strength you need. And also, you need to be intentional about filling your bucket because the spigot will always be open. And if you're looking for everything to go perfectly, it's not. Uh, but all you can do is be faithful in doing what you've been called to do. And here's what I, Ronald Reagan said this a while back, and I love it. I look at it often. It said, live simply, love generously, care deeply, speak kindly, leave the rest to God. Mm. It really gives you a, a good template to work off of. The results are not up to us, and we're going to have kids that sometimes are rebellious. Know that that investment many times pays off down the road. When your child is in a broken moment, God reminds them, hey, do you remember what your mom said? Yeah. Remember what she did here? And and as life goes on, they understand those moments more clearly. And you could potentially have some very rich relational moments with your kids down the road. So how important is it, Danny, for this this mom who might be feeling like it's just not worth it? How important is it for her to find other moms, not to go down the, the road of let's all just give up, but to find some hope and encouragement? Oh, it's so important. I, uh, or a counselor. A counselor, you can just confidentially go through all those uh, kind of negative, ugly emotions you're feeling and thoughts uh, to process them, get some perspective. But a group of moms, group of ladies, or if you're a dad, a group of men that you can talk to, pray for one another, do some uh, uh, reading a scripture together to remind yourselves about who you are in Christ. And it's not dependent on all these results that the world tells yeah. you about. And so that's, it, it's so critical to have some other relationships that can pour into you 
trusted relationships they can pour into. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll just say look for some life givers, yes. some people that, that will uh, build you up and pour into you and encourage you and help you keep running the race well. Mm. It is a long race. Well, Sarah's book has some wonderful encouragement for moms. It's called Mommy Needs a Raise, and this would be a great gift for anyone you know who has younger kids. Um, if you can, please make a donation of any amount to support the work here, Focus on the Family. Uh, donate today, and we'll say thank you by sending a copy of that book to you. Um, we really do value your support, and you can donate by checking out the episode notes or call 800 the letter A in the word family. Next time, advice to help you with one of the most challenging aspects of parenting, and that is having the talk with your kids. I'm John Fuller, and on behalf of Danny and the team, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. Mm-hmm.